Jane Curvis is a performer and entertainer, one of the creators of the music quiz show Rock Quiz, radio host of Songs and Stories on the ABC and Friday Review, frisbee enthusiast, never regret a swim man, Bob Dylan lover, tuna casserole chef and my dad. <laughs> How proud am I? That's got to be the opening. To be in this room and to feel this love and this enthusiasm. I was talking to my friend Vin out there and we just were talking about the positive energy. It's remarkable and my daughter started it. So to Claudia and to all the readers tonight, just absolutely wonderful. And really I'm just following the rest of the family, Lola, Sue, uh, Claudia obviously, Henry Joe's, you know, joined a band so he's gone to the dark side. <coughs> but I imagine it will happen for you. Henry Joe, at some point. <laughs> so, light, incredible theme, great idea. We're all, we are all seeking the light, the spotlight, a green light, morning light, divine light, bright lights, big city, city lights, bookstore in San Francisco, moonlight, limelight. We skip the light fandango. <laughs> And my favourite one, there's light at the end of the tunnel, unless it's a train coming towards you. <laughs> We've all got different ways of seeking the light and Claudia mentioned a couple, frisbee, body surfing, my family, Bob Dylan, music, gardening, there's so many. But I think the one that I can really rely on and I'm sure most of us have experienced it and maybe it was a French exchange, <laughs> It's travel, it's being somewhere else, it's being challenged, it's taking yourself out of your normal existence. And so, to that end, I present a travelling story. Hitchhiking story number 35. <laughs> the bald man and the afro. Or how I hit the highway looking for light on the wide open road. Short and sharp. I hitchhiked all through New Zealand, Australia, Europe and America in the 1970s and the 1980s. It was an incredible way to get around, cheap, exciting and in keeping with the mood of the time, a hip path to spiritual enlightenment. <laughs> or so I thought. Bob Dylan sang, See My Light Come Shining, From the West Down to the East. And in On the Road, Jack Kerouac inspired us to burn, burn, burn like fabulous Roman candles. I wanted to burn bright, stay up all night and find the light, but I lived in North Baldwin with Marge and Jack Nankervis. <laughs> I knew I had to escape, so I put out my thumb and I hit the road. I'm hitching towards Auckland when a sedan stops. A modern, comfortable car, 
Windows are rolled up, reggae on the radio. The driver's name is Trevor. <laughs> Mid-30s, suit and tie, cufflinks, cologne, bald. Totally and utterly bald. <laughs> Trevor is a lawyer, wealthy, married, no kids. The conversation is perfunctory at first, with awkward questions and brief answers back and forth until I mention Bob Dylan and we connect. We really connect, me and Trevor. Suddenly the atmosphere is charged. The windows are rolled down and we're yelling songs, names and images back and forth. Bob Dylan. Yeah, Bob Dylan. <laughs> Mr Tambourine Man, like a rolling stone, I shall be released. Release me. Release Roger. Monty Python, Faulty Towers, Saturday Night Live, John Belushi, Cocaine, Speed, Speed Kills, Canned Heat, On the Road Again, Woodstock, Easy Rider, Peter Fonda, Jane Fonda, Barbarella, Uri Geller, Spoons. <laughs> Energy, meditation, hippies, San Francisco, flowers in your hair, 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 give me a head with hair. <laughs> Trevor says that once upon a time he had hair. In fact, he tells me he was in hair. Really? I look at Trevor and I study his smooth, shiny head. Trevor, you were in Hair, the musical. Trevor joined the cast of Hair after a photo of him with a massive afro was published in a magazine taken at the Isle of Wight Music Festival when Bob Dylan sang Like a Rolling Stone. Trevor, you were at that festival? I know that festival. I've heard that festival on self-portrait. You were there. Wow. Trevor was at that festival and he puts on blood on the tracks, on the car cassette and soon we're rolling into Auckland. And did I want to come to his house for a drink and a smoke, meet the wife, pet their cat, have dinner and look at the photo from the Isle of Wight and play some records. What do you reckon? Of course. <laughs> The house is beautiful. The wife is beautiful. Dinner is beautiful. Everything is beautiful. After dinner, the beautiful wife rolls a joint which is passed around along with blue vein cheese, dry biscuits and the scrapbook with the photo from the Isle of Wight Festival. And sure enough, there's Trevor. Trevor with a massive afro. I look from the photo to his gleaming bald skull as the joint comes around again and I laugh. A giggle. <laughs> the beautiful wife looks at me and she says, what's funny? In a slightly annoyed way. And I start to explain what's funny but I stop because I'm spitting bits of salada on her. <laughs> My mouth is completely clogged. It's stuck. It's filled with biscuits and semi-chewed cheese. Fortunately, Trevor puts on Like a Rolling Stone and I start dancing. 
I'm dancing. I'm dancing to express myself. I'm dancing to express my love for Bob Dylan. And I'm dancing to keep from fainting from the pot that we've smoked, which I think must be laced with strychnine or horse tranquilizer. The beautiful wife offers me a drink and I try to say, oh, no thanks, but my lips and my mouth won't work and I'm spitting again. And she says, well, why wouldn't you want a drink with a mouth like that? And I suspect that she's slipped something into the water. So I give her a thumbs up and I dance across to an open window. Maybe I can jump out. (laughs) But Trevor's dancing to the Broadway recording of Hair. And he is singing all his songs, every line. But I look at him and I wish that I could get something to cover the shining skin. And I look for something to put on his head and Trevor's wife is ironing. She's ironing. She's ironing right next to the record player and the cheese platter, ironing white sheets that are too big for an ironing board. Trevor catches me staring, open-mouthed at his beautiful wife ironing, and maybe I was dribbling, or maybe I looked tired, but he's telling me I should stay the night and they can be my bed sheets. And she looks up and she smiles and she slowly presses the iron to her cheek. No, she doesn't. But I think that's what she's going to do. And I panic and I yell out, don't! And she says, what? And I say, it's hot. And then I take off my shirt so she can iron something else apart from the sheets that I'm supposed to sleep on. It suddenly dawns on me. They want to sleep with me and kill me. Trevor puts on Neil Diamond, which makes me nauseous. So I lie down on the floor and he and his wife slow dance to Sweet Caroline. I try and get up, but I think I'm going to faint again. So I go to the kitchen and I drink orange juice and I stare at the fridge for about an hour. I do the dishes. I give the floor a quick mop. And I go back to the lounge where everything is beautiful. Trevor gives me a smile, a present, a copy of Bob Dylan's self-portrait and then he drives me to the youth hostel to meet a friend called Rosie who I invented during the Neil Diamond freakout. (laughs) And it was all fine. Except, and I'll never forget this, as we were backing out of the driveway, he blew the beautiful wife a kiss, rolled up the windows and backed over their black cat. He never blinked an eye, but I knew what he'd done. I slept that night with the lights on. storytellers to Claudia, Jack, Hannah, Hannah and Brian. Thank you to Alex for filming and Ben for recording and everyone for coming. Thank you all so much. It means a lot. Have a nice night. And Maxie, Maxie, sorry, obviously Maxie for doing the door sales.